and welcome into Poke the Bear, episode 135. I'm Evan Marinovsky. That is Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. We were recording this on Thursday night. Uh, we were going to push till Friday to give us Why? some a, a, a game about the Kraken. And then something big happened on Thursday, late Thursday, something huge. And that is the Bruins made a pretty big splash for the deadline. They get Dmitry Orloff, Garnet Hathaway. They also get the rights to Andre uh, Svetlikov, Andre Svetlikov, no, Andre Svetlikov from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, in exchange to the Capitals go Craig Smith, 2022, uh, 2023 first round pick, 2025 second round pick, 2024 third round pick, and Minnesota gets a 2023 fifth round pick um, because they retained uh, uh, 25% of Orloff's salary. 50% of it will be retained by the Capitals. So uh, the Bruins did everything they possibly could not to have to retain uh, the full brunt of Dmitry Orloff's salary. Uh, but the main thing here is the Bruins get Dmitry Orloff and uh, Garnet Hathaway. That is the crux of this deal. Uh, huge trade. Crazy because it was, I don't, I, I could be wrong, but Orloff and Hathaway's names weren't floated out as trade bait for a while. Uh, it really didn't kind of hit people's peripheries until uh, late Thursday when they were announced that they would be sat out of their game. Um, Connor, your reaction? Yeah, I, I think when you look at this trade, this is the Bruins team that you look at that lineup has very, very few flaws or weak links. Uh, they've got elite high-end talent, scoring depth, great goaltending, uh, uh, great defense, great coaching. There's ever, you know, uh, a, a room for criticism or a place where they could have a little bit more. You're probably looking at um, additional maybe snarl in the lineup and a little bit more added scoring or, you know, insurance further down the lineup. And I think when you look at adding a guy like Garnett Hathaway, who, you hate until he's on your team, uh, lays out guys, physical. Also, I think is a very underrated offensive player for what his role is. And Dmitry Orlov, who eats minutes, um, kills penalties, really, really underrated in his transition game. But like He's not this Kale McCarr or any one of these guys, but really good at making the first pass, can break the puck out, um, aid kind of what Jim Montgomery has preached during his offensive game plan. You add those two guys to this lineup without giving up uh, anyone other than Craig Smith, who's a pending free agent, was already kind of on the outside looking in based on his play this season. Um, and, you know, draft picks that, you know, the worst is what could be a pick 30 through 32 at the end of the day, right, when you look at where this is. To add those two guys that fill out uh, two of the really small areas of criticism or critiques for this lineup without giving up, uh, you know, guys on the roster, without giving up a guy like Clifton, or Frederick, or anyone else for, like that. For like Grizzly. five minutes, people thought was headed out the yeah. door. Yeah. Um, to, to not, you know, part ways with one of those guys that when you first see that return, you're like, all right, who else is moving off this roster to make the money work and to offset the talent that Washington is giving up? Uh, for the Bruins to make that trade without really subtracting from an already great roster that's on a record-setting pace, it's, uh, I think, a tremendous move for the Bruins. I mean, you look at this team, already had very few faults, and when you add in what these two players, you know, veteran, battle-tested, play a style of play that you need for the playoffs. Um, it's, uh, I think, a tremendous pickup by Don Sweeney and the Bruins. So this kind of hits at something we've been talking about for a little bit of time here. And uh, we get into the trade uh, 
as we get into the trade, you know, I remember the past couple episodes, we've said how, you know, uh, Gavrikov never made a lot of sense because this was like the, the prime target for people. It was a, the defense, the a big left shot defense on the market. Obviously, it was Ch- uh, Chikrin, but you also had Gavrikov, who, you know, was prominent out there and the Bruins were apparently very in on him. And we were kind of saying, you know, it'd make more sense. And it was it was more in line with Sweeney's way of work if they went kind of off the board. This is off the board. I, I got, again, as we as I said, no one felt like no one was really talking about Hathaway um, or Orloff or reporting that those were two names that um, that were uh, on the trade block. For years, we've said, "Oh, if the Bruins could just get a Garnet Hathaway," you know, or mm-hmm. oh, the Bruins could just get a Tom Wilson. Now Hathaway's not Wilson, but Hathaway's annoying. Like <laughs> now you've got him on your side, which I think, as you said can give Bruins fans and give the Bruins a little bit of a, it can kind of give them a deep, you can take a deep breath. Uh, it's nice to have. Um, but again, I mean, you just look at like, you didn't give a lot up. You still have low ride. Yeah. You still have Lysel. You could make the case even. And I know Sweeney alluded to liking the roster, which I agree with. I think the roster is set right now. I don't think you really need to add anything else. Um, but if they really did want to, if they really felt the need to, you still have your top two assets. So there is that as well. If you really wanted to go just completely, completely all in, throw all the chips to the middle of the table, which I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to do. It feels like this might be it um, aside from maybe another small move or two. Uh, But I mean, again, I just, I think that as you said, you look at, you, you added a bruiser on the fourth line who can contribute, who uh, has, you know, everyone's been talking about how he has like in the one percentile of offensive zone draws and he's found ways to, contribute offensively and he's yeah, been good defensively. Yeah. yeah and then you look at uh he's also a new england guy i think he's from kenny bunkport went to andover uh so he fits that whole uh mold that uh that sweeney usually loves to go after but then you look at orloff right orloff's an issue one. i know you tweeted a potential lineup he's a guy who can potentially play on the top pair can also i mean he can really play anywhere on that left side um on d where do you see him uh slotting in yeah that's It'll be really fascinating to see how the pieces kind of fall into place there because, again, it's a good problem to have because it's kind of the same argument we had with when they were talking about uh, Gavrikov, which, again, that one looks more and more like one where I think Yarmo and the Blue Jackets are like, yeah, we're going to get him. We're, you know, one second, Don's going to call me back and the trade's going to be done. It's all it's the like, agents. It's like in then, Moneyball when Billy's calling yes. all the the other GMs and they think yes. they're getting the left-handed relief yes. pitcher. Yes, exactly. So that one already kind of seemed odd from the get-go, but um, I think you look at just the way this decor is structured and Don Sweeney kind of said it best is that they're confident with whichever guy they put into that lineup. It's not like you have a weak link with Orlov added to a group that has Grizzlick and Forbert and Clifton, you know, uh, that's already a really, really stacked grouping. But Sweeney said, you rarely go into the playoffs with the six, with the same six man group that you usually exit the playoffs with, right? That's just uh, how the playoffs go, right? It's a war of attrition. So, even if you do lose a guy, oh man, we have to bring in Forbert or Grizzlick or Orlov or whoever else is playing at their, their highest level, Clifton. Um, it just gives Montgomery and the Bruins so many different options, and it's such a luxury to have uh, one of those guys in your back pockets. So you add in the fact that Orlov can play on the right side. Um, you know, is he a top pairing guy with McAvoy? And is that allow like Grizzlick to slot further down the lineup? Does it? put, you know, forward as a, a seventh D or a Clifton, um, you know, is he down on the third pairing or love on the right side? Like you can go so many mixes and matches with um, this lineup and whichever lineup you have, 
it's probably pretty good. Like they already, <laughs> yeah. Were I mean, you, the you're seven good options. Yeah, you already have a decor that, as currently constituted before this trade, was still a key part of why this team's on a record-setting pace. And now you add in another guy that, coming from the Capitals, was averaging 22 minutes of ice time per game. Uh, was on pace for 25, 30 points. Really good uh, transition player. You just added another key piece to an already strength of this team. So whichever way the Bruins sort it out, you know, you still have kind of that those two anchors of McAvoy and Lindholm driving that defensive unit. But now you can mix and match whether it's you keep McAvoy and Grizzly together. You put one of those guys on the third pairing, which whoever you slot now on the third pair makes for a very, very good third pairing. Is it Orlov? <laughs> Is it Grizzly? Is it, you know, you keep forward and clipped it together? You just have no shortage of options. So a good problem to have um, and one that I think when you look at the playoffs and the way injuries happen, the amount of wealth these guys sustain over a, a long playoff run, that's a situation that will sort itself out. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of times throughout this run for however long it is where Bruins fans probably like, thank God we have Bulbert, Clifton, Grizzlick, Orlov, whatever. Like those, as much as it looks right now, like you have guys that are going to have a tough time cracking the lineup. Those things kind of sweat themselves out when you get to the playoffs. Also, I think it also goes back to Orloff brings depth not to just to the right to the left side, but the right side. He can play both sides. And suddenly, you know, you're you know, you're not like, oh, you know, might have to put Saboral in or Strom in or Riley. I mean, you have you know, oh, we're putting Forbert in. Oh, we're putting Clifton. Like again, I think it makes a huge difference, as you said, in in that sense. And um, I just again, I, I don't I don't see the downside to this trade, even if Let's say they don't win the cup, right? Let's just say, I know I'm scaring the hell out of people. Can you believe I've been saying this? Let's mm-hmm. say, right? They still went all in. Like you can't, yeah. you, you, you did your best. You wanted to win a cup. You did everything you could to do it. Right. And as you said, the first round pick is most likely going to be somewhere between 30 and 32. So again, I, I, you know, I mean, this is a very deep draft. It's a very good draft, but yeah. you know, it's, it's end of the first round anyway. Yeah. It would be one thing, too, where, like, you look at what they're turning and it's very, very good for what the Bruins need. It'd be one thing if it was like, all right, we had to give up Lysel. Or even, like, if it was, like, Brett Harrison and, like, a, another, like, maybe not like a Lysel Laura, but another, like, you know, Matthew Poitras, one of these guys. Beecher. Then you're like, yeah, like, it's one of those players where you're like, oh, okay, like, there's a tangible prospect that we hope can blossom into something. When it's a draft pick like this, that, as you said, is going to be, at the very bottom, we imagine of the draft board uh, in Nashville. Um, I think it's just something where you have to make that deal, even if both those guys are short-term gains. Whether you win the cup or not, that's going for it without relinquishing, uh, you know, key assets on this team. Yes, the Bruins have been siphoning off their prospect pipeline for a while now, but whether it's the fact that you still have a core in place of McAvoy, Lindholm, Swayman, Olmark in the years ahead, Pasternak and be signs. Um, you add in the fact they've got <laughs> Lysel Lori, you add in that they will probably sign one or two top college free agents as they always do uh, to just, you know, we're going to get with a, a 2023 first round and a few other picks. I think the Bruins make that uh, trade every single chance they get. So one person who's gotten a fair amount of criticism this year and for a long time is Don Sweeney, right? Don Sweeney's gotten a lot of criticism and, and a lot of it's been very fair. I, I A lot of it has been, well-warranted, whether it's obviously the Mitchell Miller thing or, you know, some shortcomings with the draft, but we've, we've, we've discussed all that trade deadlines though. This is another really good deal by Don Sweeney. And it's been, you know, years of this. We talked about this recently. 
He's good at the deadline. He's good in trades in general. Like we talked about this with Zaka. We, you know, the Hall thing was kind of given to him. I, I don't, I don't really mm-hmm. know if I fully, you know, that was a circ, a certain circumstance. But I mean, you just look at this, and it's you, you know, you did you solidified you, two birds with one stone kind of trade. And again, like the Leafs did, you know, a, a two person trade, but it was two forwards, right? This is much different. This is you get a fourth line bruiser who you a style of player you've maybe needed for a little bit of time helps to have on the roster and you also get a mobile top four potential left shot defenseman you know again it's another good trade from Sweeney and now this is what the you tweeted it out what what he's given up in general for what he's gotten in return I mean you have core pieces of this team from the deadline um you know Lindholm Coyle um and your Taylor Hall and so again, I just I go back to he's pretty good at making these trades. Yeah, no, I think. <clears throat> let me let's face it. We can talk about the 2015 draft, which is valid. You know that criticism, no doubt. We can talk about Mitchell Miller. We can talk about all these things that are extremely valid criticisms of, of this Bruins uh, front office staff. But you got to be fair, and you also have to give credit where it's due. And as you said, uh, Don Sweeney and his staff have done a tremendous job of, you know acquiring key assets uh, to this team, either at the deadline or in the offseason with Pavel Zaka that aren't just like, you know, spare pieces. They're key cogs that have supplemented an already really, really good core they have here. It's not like they're giving up a whole lot to get them. Again, let's just include uh, Hall for the sake of doing it, even though, again, you kind of forced Buffalo's hand, but you gave up essentially. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Eric, Eric Halla, Ryan Donato, Craig Smith, Anders Bjork, Erho Vekanen, and John Moore, two first-rounders and seven additional picks, which can be all across the board for Charlie Coyle, Taylor Hall, Campus Lindholm, Pavel Zaka, Dimitri Orlov, Garnett Hathaway. That's great work by Don Sweeney. And even, you know, look at um, Evan Gold and his work in terms of, you know, without them finding ways to, uh, you know, take off some of that money for Orlov's contract and having Washington and Minnesota retain that, you wouldn't be in a spot where the only guy you're moving off this roster is Craig Smith. You know, you're not taking another, even if it's a, a supporting uh, player on this team, you don't want to really disrupt uh, the chemistry of this room and the chemistry of these guys have built this year. So to, to make that money work, especially as a uh, credit to Sweeney gold and the rest of that staff. So again, the criticism has to be valid when it's there, but also you have to give a, a tip of your cap when it's, you know, on the other coin and they've done a tremendous job of adding to this team and, you know, going all in with this core that it's obviously in this win now mentality. And it's sup and again, it's supplemented that core. It has extended the window of this core. I mean, I remember we've been saying, is the window going to shut? Is the window going to shut? And it's these deadline moves that ultimately kind of prop the window open. And this year, I think it, you know, completely blows it open as the Lindholm uh, deal did last year. Uh, and it's also credit to them for getting creative, right? It's easy to go for the big fish and to, I mean, you know, Dave Dombrowski, you know, always used to, I know I'm crossing sports here, but in baseball, I just go for the biggest guy offering the most money trade, you know, trade the most assets. This is them getting creative. This is, you know, like Mike Riley uh, from Ottawa a few years ago, right? Like off the board type, you know, trade and, not having to give up a ton. I mean, I don't know what other interest there was in Hathaway and Orloff. It doesn't sound like there was a lot. It's not like they won a sweepstakes for them. It just kind of like the Capitals PR tweeted out that they were sitting. And then we all kind of went, oh, that'd actually make a lot of sense for the Bruins. And then within like 10 minutes, it was like, oh, he, they're going to Boston. So uh, it again, I, I still think like good trade, 
uh, all of that. Now, uh, let's shift focus to uh, what this means for this team. Obviously, we know where they fit in the lineup, what they'll do. Um, the question on everybody's mind is, I, I mean, we, me, me and you thought they were good enough to win a cup with the roster as constructed. Um, but I would imagine in your mind, this is more insurance to beat Carolina, New York, Tampa, Toronto. Yeah. I mean, it's just covering all more of your bases in terms of like, let, I mean, let's face it. It's going to be tough wherever they play. You're looking at still getting past a Tampa or a Toronto or a Carolina or New York. We also, we have eight more days to the deadline. Like the Rangers could go get Patrick Kane on top of already getting Tarasenko. We have no idea what Carolina is going to do yet. I'm sure a lot of teams are seeing what the Bruins did and they're like, holy crap. We need to, I don't care if it's, Future first, you know, top prospects. We need to do something to give us a valid chance uh, in this upcoming playoff run. So um, it's going to be a tough road regardless. But when you look at just who the Bruins added, it's not like they are adding like, you know, an extra scoring piece that could possibly help this team or, uh, you know, a guy that has size but hasn't shown it, uh, you know, consistently like the Kasha and Richie Trader or one of these other pieces that, you know, in practice, you know, m- made sense and did address areas that they hope they could improve. Like, Granite Hathaway is the same player he's been for the last couple of years, which is a pain in the ass to play, can add, you know, added scoring punch to your fourth line uh, and just wears down opponents over the course of a seven-game series. So um, you add him to Orlov, who uh, covers all your bases defensively, physical, uh, adds more scoring and transition talents on, on the blue line. Uh, it just makes an already great Bruins team, a dominant record-setting Bruins team, even better, which is a terrifying thought Which for uh, what I imagine is the rest of the Eastern Conference. They're a lot better than they were earlier. Yes. They were really, really good earlier. So again, I just I go back to smart trade, off-the-board trade, um, didn't give up a ton. You still have top assets. You still have your uh, prospect pool in place, however good you think it is. It's still there. And the only roster player he gave up was Craig Smith, who honestly needed a change of scenery. Good for yeah. I mean, good for him. Go to Washington, play, like build the value up for um when you hit uh you the, the UFA market um come the season. And obviously, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with um extensions for both Hathaway and Orloff. I know there was a report that Orloff had been seeking a six-year deal and they only offered three. So again, I don't know if Orloff's gonna be in the in the Bruins plans um, next off season. But those are things we can talk about then let's focus on the yes. now Bruins fans should enjoy uh, what just happened and, and, and soak it in. Um, we don't know what happened yet in the Seattle game. <laughs> We're recording an hour before they, it starts. <laughs> listen, they could get uh, outscored like seven, nothing in this game. I have to, I have a feeling most people are still gonna be pretty happy with what went down on Thursday. It's we'll, like the opposite. we'll see. Like, we'll see what the comments are tomorrow on this, on this video on YouTube, but all things considered, <laughs> Bruins fans should be happy with what went down today. It's like the opposite. What was it uh, a few years, uh, 2021, they lost to someone like eight to one. Was it the Capitals? And then that night they traded for Taylor Hall and Mike Riley and everything yes. was good again. I think it yes. was the Caps. It was the, ca- it was the Capitals. It was the Caps. Yeah. So uh, uh, Bruins fans should focus on the trade uh, that the Bruins uh, made. Uh, Connor, what can people look forward to from you over at Boston.com throughout all these? Yeah, we're going to have you covered throughout uh, this Bruins season. We'll obviously have plenty of stuff from uh, the Orlov and Hathaway trade up on the site tonight um, or this morning whenever this video drops. So <laughs> you can go over there to get all your uh, breakdowns, commentary, all that stuff, not just for this trade, but throughout the Bruins season. 
Of course, Boston.com has you covered on everything that's happening in Boston sports. So whether it's Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots, everything, it's over there as well. So please read all of our stuff over there. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Poke the Bear listeners. Have a great rest of your week. (laughs) 